discussing the laws of Hilchah Shabbos. This is the third week of the Shabbos Learning Project, and the topic title, the title for this week, is um, Alexa, Can I Use You on Shabbos? That's the, that's the very clever, clever title, if I do say so myself. Um, and the answer, so that's the question, that's the general topic. We're going to discuss some of, the, um, some of the contemporary technologies that exist and how they interact with us, how we interact with them or don't interact with them over the course of Shabbos. So that's going to be the topic for this week. So, Alexa, can I use you on Shabbos? No. Okay. Um, so, the answer is going to be no, obviously, right? But let's get there. Let's figure out why it's no and use this as an opportunity to understand the inner workings of the halacha with regards to this field. So the first step is to talk about, is to discuss um, what happens when you cause something to happen, not through action, but through speech. What is speech in the realm of halacha? So I'll give you four quick sources. Um, So number one, on Shabbos afternoon, on Shabbos afternoon, we read uh, the Psukim of Tzidkascha after Mencha. There are a couple of lachas that come as a result of the fact that we understand that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away during that time, according to the Gemara. Moshe Rabbeinu passed, passed away between Mincha and Marev on Shabbos. Several halachas. There's also a, a, a minhag or a halacha uh, not to learn Torah in depth during that time, which is kind of uh, popularly um, acted upon in shoals all over the world. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, Shal Shudas, uh, Shal time. So one of the, that's one of the reasons is because Moshe Rabbeinu, along with two other tzaddikim, passed away during that time. And uh, therefore, it's a time of a little bit of a velos, and we, we learn less and we're involved less. So the, the Gemara, there's a rush in Sachem that questions this and says, how could it be that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away at that time if we know, if the Medrash says, that Moshe Rabbeinu, on this last day of his life, wrote 13 Sifrei Torah. And disseminate as a way of disseminating the Torah. Wrote thirteen. How could he write thirteen Sifrei Torah? It was Shabbos. So the Chassam Sofer brings the Shloch, who says the the answer is Moshe Rabbeinu didn't actually physically write it. He wrote it Ayidei Hashem. That means that he he had an incantation of sorts. He called upon whatever spiritual forces he needed to call upon, and that's how the Sifrei Torah written. That's the Shloch brought by the Chassam Sofer. So you see from there that an action which is brought about through speech, something brought about just through speech, doesn't seem to be a problem on Shabbos. That's one, one interesting source. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Tafkofalov, talks about uh, a person can say some sort of speech, some sort of a, uh, incantation that prevents snakes and, and scorpions from moving. If he's able to do so, if he knows how to do that, he says the right thing, abracadabra, and he stops the snake or scorpion from moving, that's mutter on Shabbos. Even though preventing an animal from moving, taking away its freedom, is a malacha of tzad, it's trapping on Shabbos, but it's mutter to do through speech. It's another source. Source number three, uh, the way they used to arrange the Urim Vitumim, the Gemara Yuma, says that when you would uh, consult, when you, they, would consult with the Urim Vitumim, the letters would rearrange. There's one shita that holds that the letters would light up in order. The breastplate, the Kohanic breastplate that had the different uh, tribes in it, and the, the, the actual letters would light up and, and reveal a message. Reish Lakish holds that they would actually physically rearrange. And it would be like a ksiva, it would be like a writing that you would see. And it's clear they use it on Shabbos. That's another source. Fourth source, last one. Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, what, what looked kol v'chol, he looked both different directions. And he saw that the Egyptian was... Uh, the, the Egyptian was, was uh, harshly treating the, uh, the Jews, and therefore he killed the Mitzri. And the Gemara says he killed the Mitzri Ayideh Hashem. He used, he used uh, the Shem the Hashem in order to, to, uh, to take care, to uh, neutralize the, uh, the Mitzri. 
Um, and uh, the, the Rambam records that in that circumstance, what the Mitzri did, what the Egyptian did, was not, he was not liable to the death penalty. So how could it be, meaning not the physical death penalty, whatever it is, how is Moshe Ben able to do so? The Torah says, the answer is he did it So see, four sources where speech that creates a result is not a chiyuv, is not, uh, we're not obligated, it's not culpable for that action. We'll talk about this more tomorrow.